Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Titans are the team that uh, a lot of people are talking about. They're the odds-on favorite right now, minus 105, which makes sense. They added Julio Jones, and that Julio Jones-AJ Brown combo of wide receivers is something, personally, I am very excited to see how that works with Ryan Tannehill. Um, and then you add Derrick Henry into the mix, and it makes sense why they're the favorite for this division. And we saw how good they can be in the last couple seasons without Julio Jones, and you know, you add someone of his caliber to that offense, and you can only get them get better. Their win total is at nine, heavily juiced on the over. It looks like minus 160, were you seeing, for their over nine wins for the Titans? Yeah, so there's a lot of not a nine juice to the over, and then also at some places uh, it looks like there's some nine and a half. So it's it's basically nine and a half. I wouldn't be surprised by, yeah. by week one if that's kind of nine and a half across the board for Tennessee. And they have a bit of a middle of the road strength of schedule. About I think I saw they were about 14, 15th um, in strength of schedule. But I mean this this looks like a team that is putting themselves in a position to be a contender. To me, I mean they're they're making all the moves. They're getting the veteran wide receivers. I, I don't know about the defense in some positions, but I mean it's hard to look at that offense and be like, no, this this team is not going to compete in every single week that they play. Yeah, there's some things I agree with with you. Just, you know, it's an exciting offense with, with Jones, Brown, a receiver, Tannehill, and then, of course, Derrick Henry. But, however, with offensively, it's a little bit of a question mark just because Arthur Smith is gone, and he just done a pretty good job at getting the most out of those those players. And now we have a new offensive coordinator for the Titans, so that's a little bit of a worry. I'm I'm just really worried about about their defense in general. It was a team that had 19 sacks last season, didn't make huge improvements to that unit in terms of bringing in players, and it's concerning that Mike Rabel, a defensive guy, uh, hasn't been able to get that defense to play up to even league average. I mean, if this team can be, if the defense can be league average, then it's a different conversation with oh, the Titans. Right. But I don't know if they would be able to do that just because they were so bad last season. Um, and you mentioned that the schedule is kind of a middle-of-the-road schedule, but one of the reasons it's it's kind of the middle of the road and not a hard schedule is because they have two games against the Texans who are projected to win four games this year. So the reason why they're a fa- like the favorite to win the division, I think, isn't so much because they acquired Julio Jones, but it's because the Texans are so bad. The Jaguars have a rookie quarterback and a first-year uh, NFL head coach in Urban Meyer. And then, more importantly, the Colts uh, having a lot of questions on who's going to play quarterback week one and, and Carson Wentz injury. And maybe we'll get some more info before the season about that. 
but I, I think that's more leading to the Titans being a favorite by default. It's the t- other teams in the division and not them, not them themselves. And it's a team I would would probably want to fade and might fade on individual games just because I really have little faith in that defense uh, in Tennessee under head coach Mike Rabel. So um, the Texan, Titans are a team I, I would probably lean under, especially at nine and a half. But because the division is not good, <laughs> I don't think I could bet under for a full season and just kind of pick off spots in, in – uh, week by week when it comes to Tennessee. They do have that gauntlet in the middle of the season where they play the Bills and then the Chiefs, and then they go on the road to visit the Colts on Halloween, and then they go to L.A. to play the Rams, and then they play the Saints. And that is a very tough stretch of five games right there. Um, And you look at, like, what they can do in those five games. I mean, they probably beat the Colts. Maybe can beat the Saints and that Rams game will probably be a toss up. So maybe they go three and two at best, possibly in that stretch of five games. So, you know, that's where you're really going to find out what type of team they are. And unfortunately, it's more towards the middle of the season than it is at the start of the season. If you're looking maybe to get adjusted division odds or, or something like that. But I would probably agree with you that I'm, I'm going to stay away from the Titans. Um, I do love their offense. So I may bet you know, touchdown props throughout the season um, for like single players, wide receivers, something like that. I know A.J. Brown cashed in a lot of to score a touchdown in most of the games that he played in. So that might be the route that I take. But, I mean, you look at that middle of the season gauntlet schedule and you just kind of want to stay away because that, that could that could really land in a couple different directions. And the the questionability there for me is is too high for, for me to put any money down in the long term for this Titans team. Yeah, and one reason to like their offense, if you're a fantasy player, is because the defense isn't very good. So the offense is going to be forced to score on a lot of possessions if they want to win games. And it kind of sets up a good fantasy environment when the team's expected to play in a lot of shootouts. Colts, as you said, quarterback questions, Carson Wentz dealing with injuries, and uh we may see some Sam Ellinger Colts highlights <laughs> throughout this season, at least to start. For the Colts, uh, it, it's uh, it's a kind of it's not a disaster. I don't want to say there, but it's teeming on the verge of disaster in terms of quarterback issues. If if Wentz is going to be out long term, the Colts are going to be in big big time trouble. And you look at their win total, and it's standing still sitting around nine for the Colts. And you know if you get news that Carson Wentz is going to be out long term or longer than people expect, if you can get that win total under as quick as possible, like happy for you. That's great, but. You're really going to be betting on it and to also be a good quarterback with a new team in his first season. Yeah, so this win total got as high as 1.10 for the Indianapolis Colts. And I don't know, I, I for, for me, like, even if Carson Wentz is healthy, I, I just don't know how good he is. I know it's a, it's oh, a reunion. That's a great with, point. Yeah, it's a reunion with Frank Reich, who – was the offensive coordinator of the Eagles when Wentz had that great season in 2017 and then kind of, well, he tore his ACL, unfortunately. And last year he was, he was just terrible. Honestly, it was, he got benched for Jalen Hurts. If you, if you want to know how bad he was. Uh, and that was a team that was still yeah. mathematically in the division race. So I know that Wentz might be in a good, a good spot in terms of coach and the offensive line is solid although now you have Quinn Nelson who had the identical foot injury as him and they're unsure what he's going to be back 
that timetable when the injury was announced was five to 12 weeks. So kind of a wide range of when he would be back. But uh, yeah, the Colts are a team. This division is just really hard for me in general. And the Colts, the Colts injury situation is kind of the main reason, main reason why, because I don't know how it kind of, affects the rest of the teams in this division. And uh, and with the Colts, I, I like their coaching staff. I think they've done a good job building the team. GM Chris Ballard has done, a, has done a great job drafting. So overall, it's a team I always kind of want to like just because they're kind of do the right things. But I'm not sure if this, is, this was the year anyway for them, even if Carson Wentz was healthy. He did do some practice this week. There was right. footage of him going through some practice. So... That's the positive, I guess, for Carson Wentz. And it's, it's three weeks after his surgery. And you said, what, well, they said five to 12. So maybe he comes back on the sooner side of, of that timeline. Right. Um, we'll, we'll see how the practice goes and how he does. But yeah, I mean, the AFC South in general, in the last couple of years, it's just, they've, it's been a weird division. The teams have, have always like somehow had weird losses where you don't expect them to lose, but then they, have games where they just look incredible. It's it's a it's been a very weird division the past couple of years um, with just how much up and down. I mean, only four or five years ago the Texans were incredible in that division, and now they're in the basement. So it, there really has been a lot of movement from these teams and what's expected of them just on a year by year basis. And that brings us to the Jaguars at six to one to win the division, six and a half win total, new head coach, new quarterback. A lot of question marks, and I don't know if you've noticed the trend with me, Nate, but a team with a lot of question marks, I am not putting any long-term money on them. That's just not happening. I'll bet them maybe game by game, but it's there's just too much unknowns about what Trevor Lawrence can do and how Urban Meyer is going to be able to coach this team to even consider thinking what they're going to do is the correct viewpoint because no one has any idea what this team is going to be right now. Yeah, I, I really want to like this team, and their, their division price was like eight to one, nine to one, a little bit earlier, and that would have been tempting just because I'm not really high on the Titans. The Colts have these question marks, and the Texans are gonna lose. I mean, they'd be lucky to win four games. So the Jaguars <laughs> at the price like would maybe make sense. The problem is I'm just not sure about Urban Meyer, and and you're seeing like that him and like Trevor Lawrence and, and Gardner Minshew are splitting first team reps, and it's like a quarterback battle. I mean Trevor Lawrence is a rookie; he needs all the reps he can get. So I don't think Urban Meyer's handling all these situations correctly. And I, Urban Meyer, great college coach, great recruiter, and I'm just not sure how it's going to translate to the to the NFL game when. The reason why yeah. Ohio State and Florida and even Utah were so good, I guess more like Florida at Ohio State, was Urban had a talent advantage because recruiting was his biggest edge. And he brought a lot of kids to Ohio State from all over the country instead of how they used to recruit when it was just the Midwest. So now that everyone's on a, a more even playing field talent-wise, and I mean the Jaguars still uh, have, a, have a ways to go in terms of talent. It's not a good defense at all. Um, but they do have Trevor Lawrence, so that's kind of what makes them exciting. Um, for me, uh, it's it's a team I want to like, but just the Urban Meyer stuff, I am going to kind of hold off and, and wait to bet on the Jacksonville Jaguars in any way, whether it's backing them or fading them. Because I could see them getting off to a hot start. They start the season off 
as a three-point road favorite. So you have a 1-15 in 15 as a three-point road favorite. That's how bad the Houston Texans are, I guess. Uh, but it's a it's a manageable schedule Oof. early in the year with with that trip to Houston and then you have back to back games against the Broncos and Cardinals at home and then week four on a Thursday night hosting the Bengals. So there's a chance with that kind of soft schedule they could do well early in the season and get off and running. I just am gonna have to believe it to see it because I'm not sure about Urban. It's uh, I I can't disagree with any of those points about Urban Meyer. There's and, I, and there's just so many unknowns um, about what he can do and what he can bring and how he can develop Trevor Lawrence and the decisions that he's making even in training camp. So staying away from them and I, if we want to talk about the Texans, <laughs> more than happy to. Four games is the the win total. It's uh, four four wins is their win total in a 17 game season too. Yes. This team is going to be dog poop. It, it, they're going to be really bad. And so it, what 28 to one is their division odds. <laughs> I mean, they're yeah. they're going to be bad. I don't even know how much we want to talk about them because it's pretty gross. I think we can actually skip this team. It's uh, <laughs> as I mentioned, the win total is four. Uh, it doesn't appear that Deshaun Watts will play another snap for them. It looks like Terod no. Taylor will be the starting quarterback. They brought in a lot of veteran skill position players who were kind of just all like castaways from other not so good teams, which I think says a lot. I mean, there's not really much to like about them at all. I was looking at their depth chart last night out of curiosity. Actually, during the Texans preseason game, Texans preseason game, yeah, the Texans preseason game um, this past weekend, the color commentator said that their GM had one of the best off seasons he's seen in like a decade or so, which I thought was maybe one of the worst comments huh. an announcer could ever make, especially because oh, they hired. David Culley to be their head coach, who uh, honestly, to be fair to the Texans, that situation was so bad that he was probably the only guy in the NFL who'd, who would want to take that job just because he's a kind of an underqualified head coach. So not much to say about the Texans other than they're going to be really bad. I mean, that win total of four in a 17-game season just kind of kind of paints the whole picture. You brave enough to go under? I mean, I wouldn't bet the over. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's okay, under a pass. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It seems fun. Because I mean, that could be a fun. The NFL day. still, there's still professionals. Them. There's still professionals, and it's there's Barely. a lot of veteran. There's a lot of veterans on the team, so like they know how to like conduct themselves in the NFL, and it's not like a team of just young players that are like figuring it out. So. When you have a team of veterans and a lot of pride, you might just win games accidentally, and maybe they get lucky with some quarterback injuries and the division. As I said, not many teams I like, so maybe there's opportunities to win division games. But I don't, I don't think. I, I mean, I, it's hard to see them winning five in any scenario. So at worst, four of the push. Um, I guess if I had to pick any bet before the season from this division in terms of win total or division odds or to make the playoffs or whatever, Texans under four at minus 110 would probably be the way to go, but maybe something I don't actually invest in. But if I was forced to, that would be the look. All right, so that was our AFC South preview. 